This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The legal information presented on In Legal Terms is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information conveyed does not create any type of attorney-client relationship. Please consult an attorney provider before making any decisions about your specific legal questions. From MPB Think Radio, this is In Legal Terms, the show all about you and your rights. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Professor Gershon. Good morning, Liz. I hope uh, your weekend was a good one and uh, and that uh, the week is off to a good start. I know you all are in some uh, temporary digs there at the MPB studios, but I hope that's working out well. And uh, Today we're going to be uh, giving our listeners a chance and, and ourselves a chance to, to give a wish list of things since the holidays are coming up, uh, uh, things they'd like to see in the law in 2022. You know, we can talk about some of the shows that we've covered this year and some of the proposals, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I hope we get lots of calls. I do, too. And we I don't know if anybody we have any stargazers. The the Jimenez, one of the most reliable meteor showers is going on, as is the Comet Leonard. And it's a great time to make a wish for what you would like to happen with Mississippi's laws in 2022. Professor Gershon, why don't you go first? What what are some things on your wish list? Well, Liz, I'll start with a, a show that we, we did recently with uh, Judge Troy Odom, uh, the Chancellor Court Judge uh, from Rankin County, who talked about and who chairs the uh, task force that's looking into Mississippi's family laws. And um, one of the proposals of that task force would be to uh, make it a little bit easier for couples who have decided to, to get divorced. Uh, we, we now have a, a much more fault-based um, system for getting a divorce. And so in a way, what has to happen is if one party doesn't want the divorce, the other party has to prove with very strong evidence uh, that the other party was at fault in some way, committed adultery, uh, abandoned them, and they're, they're very stringent legal tests for those things. And so we, we put the parties in positions where they have to battle that out first before we get to dividing property and, and taking uh, custody issues uh, up, you know, in terms of the children and, and child support and alimony. So, you know, I, I think what this would do if that proposal uh, that the task force has put forth would make it a little bit easier so that parties would, would focus more in, in a divorce situation on um, property settlements and, and alimony and child support issues and not have to battle out, you know, who's at fault. Uh, and I think that would be a really good step. And, and uh, from uh, Judge Odom's uh, conversation with us two weeks ago, I think that may happen. And that would be so I put on my wish list something that I really do think will happen uh, first, because I think that will be a good one. And uh, and, you know, you always want to put those things out there that you think will be accomplished. And I hope it hope it does. Yeah, it's always good to wish for a, a wish that might actually happen. Yeah, and that was our Family Law Task Force episode that aired on November 30th, 2021, which you can find on any podcasting platform, or you can go to our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. 
org. And if you have a question that you or you have a wish you would like to share with us, we would love for you to email that wish. Our email address is just legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're talking about our wishes for Mississippi laws in 2022. Uh, my turn. I'd like to tell you one of my wishes. And uh, you've mentioned that your daughter is a, is a teacher. My kids had teachers. I had teachers. Governor Tate Reeves has said that a teacher pay raise was on his agenda for the 2022 legislative session. He mentioned a $1,300 pay raise for teachers during the upcoming fiscal year that uh, begins July 1st, followed by two years of $1,000 pay bumps. I would like to see even more. Uh, you know, I speak as a public school parent. When schools don't have the funds to adequately pay teachers, education suffers. I know a lot of people do go into teaching as a vocation, but they, they still got to eat. And um, parents will probably take their children where they think they can get the, a better education if, if the parents have the resources to, to do that. And that probably means uh, private schools. And I'm not saying this about everybody, but in Mississippi, private schools have had a history of separate and not equal. So my wish would be for teacher pay raises. Oh, obviously, I'm totally on board with that. I know my daughter gets up uh, before six uh, to get ready to go teach uh, and uh, works tremendously hard um, teaching math and science and, um, you know, in the fifth grade. And that's it's really important. Uh, and and has to pay for some of her own supplies uh you know so those kinds of things and i know that's been happening with teachers throughout time you hear stories of uh, teachers um who have buy breakfast for their for their students because they're not enough uh, you know a lot of them come to class hungry um and so you know teachers are do amazing things uh but you know i i they need to be paid adequately uh properly uh, and, you know, when you hear, I love our football coaches, but uh, when you hear your football coaches getting, you know, um, millions of dollars for coaching football, that's great. Uh, we ought to do better by our, our public school teachers as well. So uh, I totally agree. Especially, you know, they're kind of on the front lines. They help notice when a family situation is in peril. When the bus doesn't show up, a lot of times, you know, they'll stay after to help sit with the kids until there's transportation. There are so much that they do. There's a lot of continuing education that goes on in the summer. So I think everybody knows they don't really get 10 weeks of vacation off. And because they do get a paycheck in the summer, their paycheck during the rest of the year is lower. So these are some uh, wonderful individuals. And if if we can find it in the budget, I hope that this is something that happens. Me too. And it's also, I, I, it would mean that uh, one of our political leaders is keeping their promise too. Oh, that's always a good, good, good thing. <laughs> You can send us an email to our address, legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're discussing our and your, your wishes for the laws of Mississippi in 2022. 
Now, doesn't everybody wish before blowing the candles out on your birthday cake? What are your legal wishes for Mississippi in 2022? You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Charlie Melton, and I want to help steer you in the right direction. If you need coaching on fixing up your automobile, listen to our podcast, AutoCorrect, found on all podcasting platforms. This is in legal terms. Not everybody has a chance to listen to our show live, so if you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, in legal terms dot mpbonline.org our host is professor richard gershon from the university of mississippi school of law i'm liz gill now have you heard this one make a wish when you see three birds on a telephone wire we want to hear from you what are your legal wishes for mississippi in 2022 professor gershon it's your turn what uh something that you wish would happen Okay. You know, and by the way, before, there are going to be a lot of uh, our listeners, younger listeners, who might not know what a telephone wire is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, one of my wishes has to do with uh, something that the, in my opinion, the people, well, not, this is a fact, the people of Mississippi uh, voted overwhelmingly to support um, over 73%. In fact, there's a group calling themselves a 74%. Um, voted to legalize medical marijuana. Um, and, you know, that was under the ballot initiative process. It was overturned because uh, the Supreme Court found fault in the ballot initiative process the state Supreme Court did. Um, everybody's pointing fingers and blaming everybody else, but the fact is, this is what people wanted. Um, and the last report I read from November was it's unlikely that they're going to come to any kind of uh, vote on medical marijuana. Um, the legislature and the governor can't get together on this issue. And this is one that the people clearly have spoken about. Um, uh, you know, I, I know I would hope that our elected officials would, would listen to that. And, uh, you know, medical marijuana is uh, in, have been adopted by over two thirds of the states uh, in, in the United States. And, uh, you know, and they've got programs in place that, that seem to work. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, people get relief. And, you know, if, my, if I have a doctor that wants to prescribe uh, cannabis as a way to treat certain conditions, I, I think that should be allowable. And I, I hope that our legislature and our governor can get on the same page and make that happen. And we did do a podcast with some of uh, pro and cons on the medical marijuana. You can find that on our March 23rd 
2021. But as you did say, 73% of Mississippians voted for it. And we'll just have to see if the legislature can implement something uh, going forward in 2022, since it is not looking like a 2021 special session will happen. We have a call. We're going to go to Raylani in Hattiesburg. Raylani, we're so glad you've called into In Legal Terms today. What is a legal wish that you wish would happen in Mississippi in 2022? Good morning. I would uh, hope I can have more than one wish. (laughs) Okay, more than one wish. But my, uh, I'm glad you were talking about voting. Mississippi frequently, all the time, votes against what's good for the whole state. And that includes we return people. We want teachers to have more pay. And I have a daughter who teaches up in North Carolina, I think somewhere around $75,000, $80,000 a year. And I would love for her to be able to come home to to Hattiesburg. But um, when, you, when you're making that kind of money and then have to come to Hattiesburg and make 30 some, maybe $40,000, it's just not uh, good. Now, the second wish is to have more publicity on land rules. So many people lose their property of their relatives because they don't understand the rules of paying taxes. That was my second wish. And to keep, truly keep church out of the state affairs. Those are my three wishes. Those are some fantastic uh, wishes. Uh, Professor Gershon, do you have any comments? We've talked a little bit about heirs' property. We had so many phone calls on the last heirs' property that we didn't really actually get to talk, uh, publicize what some of those rules were. We, we, We need to schedule that podcast. Well, I, I think Raylani made some great points, and I agree. I, yeah, I thought about the heirs, heirs property uh, issue as well. I mean, that's something that um, people, you know, when you've got property uh, spread out among a lot of people, you know, the people may not understand that if you don't pay the taxes, the property can be taken from you pretty easily uh, and actually purchased, uh, you know, that way by someone who is a developer and there, there are a lot of issues with their property. We need to do that podcast again or that, uh, that show again because it was an important one. I, I also uh, agree with Raylani about the, the, the salary issues for teachers and how hard it is to keep um, or attract people to our state if we're not if we're not competitive with our salaries and and then uh, yeah the church and state issue is one that um, that I also have a, a strong belief in as well. I think we need to our, you know our government is a, is a secular government and it, and it should should be that way but uh, you know we uh, you know we're not there yet we're not there yet thanks Raylani we appreciate you calling in today all right my turn for a wish my wish is for prudent and wise judgment for our legislators spending this COVID-19 relief funds. I think we're getting buckets and buckets, and we're going to have some uh, 
uh, what, dump truck loads of money coming in. Um, you know, for those who have died from COVID or have lost their jobs or who have lost their homes, it, it, it might be a little too little too late. But I hope the funds that come into our state can be used to maybe eliminate the chasm between those who are success successful and those who aren't thriving that the pandemic has uh, illuminated. Absolutely. I think that's a great wish. And, uh, and by the way, you know, when you add that to the fact that our, our sales tax revenues are up this year uh, and uh, tax revenues in general are up uh, for the state, um, you know, there's money to make a difference now. To, to make those teachers pay raises to to, uh, to to help infrastructure. I know you live in, in Jackson. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on one of your uh, one of your wishes that I that you you mentioned was you know water uh, for Jackson. I mean that should be a priority. A good water system for for the capital city. That's right. We have another call. Let's go to Rebecca, who's called in from Fulton. Rebecca, we're glad you've called in to In Legal Terms today to discuss what your wishes are for Mississippi in 2022. Uh, go ahead. I just wish that everybody would get their vaccination so we don't have to have mandates about that. Uh, that's that's my only wish. <laughs> uh, only just one little small one little small wish that that would be great to be able to feel comfortable um, being in crowds and going about going shopping, uh, being around folks with without without masks. Richard. I was going to say that's you know that kind of goes to I, I totally agree with that. I mean that's one of those things. The reason we have to make people do stuff is because they won't do what they really need to do uh, to to help us get out of this pandemic uh, permanently. I mean really you know uh, if enough people are vaccinated, um, the cases would uh, science has shown would go down and and we could uh, really get back to to a more normal by next year by 2022. Um, and we all want that. But it's what I've always said. If people kept their promises, we wouldn't need lawyers. Right. So, you know, uh, the fact is, uh, uh, con you know, contracts, people break, break contracts. They break. Uh, they, they're not careful when they drive, which is kind of a contract with other people that you're going to be uh, careful when you when you drive and, and do, you know, follow the rules of the road. And uh, if we did all those things and we kept our promises, we wouldn't need lawyers. And if we if we did what we were supposed to do, we wouldn't have to be told to do what we have to do and need to do. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thanks, Rebecca. We hope that you uh, have a great 2021 and 2022, and we appreciate you calling in today. All right, Professor Gershon, let's have you uh, go back again. I told you, you know, you've mentioned that uh, you hope the Family Law Task Force could help make the divorce process easier. I mentioned my wish for teacher pay raise. You've mentioned uh, that the legalized marijuana that the state voted for, that the state would actually implement. And I mentioned that we the COVID-19 relief funds would be uh, spent wisely. What's an, another wish of yours? 
Well, you know, one of the, I think the fallout from the marijuana uh, issue was the, the fact that we now really don't have a ballot initiative process anymore. Uh, you know, and it was really such a technical thing that could have been fixed so easily because we went from having five congressional districts to only having four, but the initiative process required uh, signatures from all five congressional districts, which since we didn't have a fifth one, that was held to be, an, you know, that initiative process could not uh, exist anymore, and therefore the marijuana vote was not valid. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason why the legislature couldn't adopt an initiative process that, that would work for people in the state. Clearly, the people in the state like to, to be able to put things on the ballot, to vote on, to have their voice heard. Um, and, uh, you know, if there, I think that's that may scare our legislature. I mean, I think they're in a position right now, I think our elected officials are in this position where uh, maybe they really didn't think that the people of Mississippi would vote. Uh, so overwhelmingly to uh, to adopt medical marijuana, uh, and and so when it did happen, uh, I you know I wonder if they're in that big of a hurry uh, to allow us to have that vote again or to have that voice again on different issues. Um, but it would be the right thing to do, and so I would love to see that initiative process come back uh, and and uh, and to be a you know, vigorous process where you know people could have their say on important issues. Uh, and so that would be one of my wishes. All right. We, our previous caller, Ray Lonnie, one of her wishes uh, was that folks would better know the land rules, that they could be publicized. We've done two Airs property shows, most recently on November 9th of 2021 and then also on May 7th of 2019 if anyone wants to go back and listen to those shows she also mentioned uh, separation of church and state we talked about that uh, on a December 17th of 2019 so go back to 2019 find our podcast and you can listen to that show to hear what a law professor said about the church and state actually that was kind of specifically on church decoration uh, holiday decorations on state property we would love for you to email us our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're discussing what our wishes are for the laws of Mississippi in 2022. We want to hear what you have to say. Here's one that I had not heard of before. This one seems kind of sticky to me. You put a watermelon seed on your forehead and make a wish before it falls off. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you wish the laws in Mississippi would be in 2022? Let us know. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.
Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. We hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast, or you could find MPB Think Radio recordings on our website, or the MPB's website, mpbonline.org slash radio. Professor Gershon, had you heard that stick a watermelon seed on your forehead thing? Okay, here's here's another one. Make a wish on a new pair of shoes before you wear them for the first time. That's supposed to be another way to make a wish come true. What do you wish for Mississippi laws in 2021? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about mine, Professor Gershon's, and your wishes for Mississippi laws. Well, we're going to hear about Sue's wishes. Sue's calling in from Beaumont. Sue, what do you wish for Mississippi laws in 2022? Shalom and mazel, mazel tov. <laughs> but anyway, Professor Gerson, I'd like to ask you, I'm a retired RN. All I ever did was work. And I'm in a wheelchair now. And uh, I have Medicare. And I, if I had, I, I have to pay a supplemental to Blue Cross, Blue Shield of $254 a month. If I had Medicaid, I wouldn't have to pay that. Cause it puts you in a bind when you live on Social Security disability anyway. I was wondering why is the governor so intransigent that he will not pass a law for for people to get Medicaid who really need it because I need it and I can't get it. Why why is he why 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 won't he agree to that? Sue, that's such a great question. I, I you know one of my one of the things on my wish list. I'm so glad you said that was the expansion of Medicaid. It's something that uh, most states have done at this point, and uh, and you know there are a lot of statistics about how many there would be over 200,000 Mississippians who would benefit from the expansion of Medicaid. You would be be one of them. Uh, you know, it is a federal program that assists the states. Um, I think, I think what happened. This is my own personal opinion. Is because you know it was the Affordable Care Care Act, which originally was uh, designed to help expand Medicaid, was uh, part of the Obama administration, and I think. It's a political reason why Medicaid hadn't been expanded, even though professor, uh, not professors, uh, me, uh, doctors and uh, healthcare professionals and hospital administrators uh, have really come out in support of uh, expanding Medicaid. They see the need for it, so I'm I'm with you on that 100. percent It's uh, you know it, it seems like that would be a, a really good fix. Uh, for a lot of issues on medicine and, uh, and medical uh, provision of medical care, I should say, to a lot of Mississippians. Why is he so opposed to to the to that to Medicaid expansion? You know, I think I think because it, it was a uh, originally a um, a policy that was created by a Democratic president with you know Democratic Congress, uh, and and you know I think that's something that really. 
if you look at what's good for the people of Mississippi, we got to take the, those politics out of it and just say, you know, other states have done it. Other uh, conservative states like Missouri have expanded Medicaid and uh, have benefited from that expansion of Medicaid. You know, sometimes I think uh, our politicians get too hung up on um, not accepting things done by the other party rather than looking at what's in the best interest of the people of their state. And I think that's called uh, cutting off your nose despite your face, which uh, maybe that's we can if we've got unlimited wishes, then maybe we could wish that political parties would do the best interest of the citizens and not uh, reject or accept an idea just because it came from another party or came from their own party. Thank you all. And, you know, Thanks, thank you, Sue. Sue. Thanks for calling. We have an email wish from Marcus. I believe the popular and growing counties in Mississippi, such as my own DeSoto County, are forbidden to impose impact fees on developers of commercial and residential developments. If that is the case and the state government forbids impact fees, I would like to see that changed. We taxpayers in fast-growing counties pay the cost of infrastructure and the developers reap the benefits with millions of dollars of income with little risk or investment in their own. You know, that that is interesting. I have noticed, you know, whenever we've had a, a big company that has been has been courted to come into the state with the promise of jobs and uh, taxes. Okay. There have been quite a lot of uh, tax breaks that have been given to those country co- companies, and uh, I, I, I guess he's he's uh, saying that there's okay. impact fees that aren't able to be uh, collected. So, Professor Gershon, do you have any comments on that? I, I do. I mean, I think that I think I agree with that email. Uh, you know, it's uh, there are things like you know, sidewalks and and you know utilities and things like that that have to go in and uh, when it, you know and developers are going to make money selling the property. I, I live in a neighborhood though where I'm happy about this that uh, if someone builds a house and there's a lot of construction going on because we're a growing neighborhood um, in Oxford. Uh, they have to build a sidewalk. It's up to the developer to, to actually put the sidewalk in. Uh, as part of their, you know, using the land and 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 uh, being able to put a house on there. So uh, we have good sidewalks everywhere in, in my neighborhood. That's nice. So I don't know that that's really an impact fee, but it's a good uh, a good decision that my homeowners association made. Kind of going off on that tangent, autocorrect heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 and Saturdays at 11, mentioned last week that Britain has, or England, has started requiring all new buildings to have electric vehicle charging stations as part of their infrastructure. That's kind of interesting. We, we are, have got a couple of calls, and we would love for you to call in with your your wishes. We're talking about wishes for Mississippi laws in 2022. Let's go to Earl, who's in Memphis. But we'll take your your Memphis wish too, Earl. What uh, is well, your I wish? Have a wish, but I do have a comment on the last lady that called in. I think her name is Sue about why she can't get what she needs. And I've always never forgotten a standard that I read years ago about what gives a government legitimacy, what makes it legitimate. 
And always remember that. The role of the government is to do what for the people what they cannot or are unable to do for themselves. That's the role of government. If the government doesn't answer that, it's not a legitimate government. And that's my feelings on it. And I think a lot of this thing, these politicians get in and they forget what they're there. They're not there for what they believe in or what. They're there to meet the needs of the people and by the will of the people. Just like we got certain things happening now where 60 to 70 percent of the population wants, I'm not going to get into to anything that's, uh, that's controversy, but 70 percent of the people would like that law to be passed, let's say this law, but yet the politicians won't pass it. And the people have spoken. When they roll in and they say 70% of the population wants it, you know, and they don't do it, they're not answering the needs of people. They're just they're just lying in their, their own needs to stay in power. It's just like term limits. We'll never get term limits because they're not gonna they're not going to go there with term limits because they're go, they're not going to get rid of their job. Yeah. All right. That's all I got to say. But. Our country needs a lot of wake-up calls for a lot of people that um, uh, also like church and state. All right, thank you very much. Bye now. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, Earl. That's a, that's a good call. You know, I, I, I like to think of it this way. It's we need to elect public servants, not self-servants. And, and I see a lot, a lot more. Uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of good people in, in our in, in our legislature, in the U.S. legislature. Yeah, I mean, so I, this is not to, you know to paint you know with a with a too broad a brush. But there are certainly people um, who get into politics for self service, and uh, and those are the ones we don't need in office. Uh, and if all they're thinking about is their next election and not really what's for the good of the people they serve, then uh, they they really need to be voted out, in my opinion. We have another call. We've got Alana, who's called in from Oxford. Alana, we would love to hear what you think Mississippi needs in 2022. What is your wish? Hey there. Um, my name is Elena, and my wish for Mississippi is uh, accessible, available, safe, and legal abortion for anybody who uh, wants it. Well, we, you know, we're going to find out if that's going to happen pretty soon. I'm, I'm guessing that it's not. And so that is just my big wish dream because it is an economic issue for the families of Mississippi. It is a autonomy issue for human beings of Mississippi. It matters so much. Um, one in four women have had an abortion and it must be safe and legal. And if it is not, people will die. We appreciate you calling in with your wish. Professor Gerson? Elena, I, I agree with you. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I don't know that, that our wish is going to be uh, fulfilled, but I think it's something that is, is really important. It, it, you know, it goes back to, to, for me, also an issue of um, a woman's autonomy and cons consultation with her doctor about her body. Um, and, you know, it's honestly none of my business. I, you know, I kind of take a libertarian stance in, on this issue as well, because it's kind of like, you know, when a, when a woman goes to her doctor for, for health care and, uh, you know, and has issues with, about her body, uh, those are 
her decisions. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, there's a point at which maybe the state does have a compelling interest, and that's where, the, you know, the child has grown to a point, the fetus has grown to a point where it would be viable on its own. But prior to that, I, you know, it's really, I, I don't know how you uh, enforce these issues without doing what Texas does, which has private citizens reporting on other private citizens. And God, I hope we never get to that in Mississippi. That is a uh, I think a terrible way to to deal with this issue, but I agree with you. I think a woman should have that right to um, to her own medical treatment without the state interference uh, uh, in that regard. Well, this is a, a volatile issue, and it there may be some movement. The, you mentioned the Texas case, the Supreme Court kind of ruled, sort of ruled on that, and Mississippi has a case before the Supreme Court. If you want to hear about the Mississippi case, we've got a podcast on that. It was uh, Encore broadcast last week, December 7th, 2021. You can hear a little bit of what the Mississippi case consists of. It'll be until June, probably, before there's a ruling on that. But if you'd like to learn a little bit about that, you can find our podcast. We're going to take your questions on our email address, legalterms at mpbonline.org. Hold your breath and make a wish while you cross a short straight bridge that one might be very hard unless it is a really short bridge what is your wish for mississippi's laws in 2022 maybe we'll have someone in the legislature who's listening and they can make your dreams come true this is in legal terms on mpb think radio healthy and fit you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active i'm dr josie bidwell host of southern remedy healthy and fit and associate professor of preventive medicine at the university of mississippi medical center listen to the show every monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for southern remedy with your preferred podcasting app i'm jen white with npr If you're fortunate enough to have collected a few classic cars over the years, here's a thought. Give them a new life by donating one or more to support this station. They'll be matched with interested buyers, collectors just like you who know a great car when they see one. You free up some space in the garage, the classic car gets a new home, and proceeds support this station. It's a win-win. Thanks in advance. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. Hey, we do hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast. 
or you can find it on mpbonline.org. It's also available on our MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Our at 11 a.m. Central on Tuesday, following our over-the-air broadcast, you can hear Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, with Dr. Susan Buttrist on MPB Think Radio. Uh, do you make a wish at 11-11? I was just with one of my kids last week, and they would do that, make a wish at 11-11. We'll have to ask Dr. Buttress if she does that at 11-11 during her show. We're talking about our wishes for 2022 and the laws of Mississippi. So, Professor Gershon, I just Googled Mississippi needs to, to see what uh, Google seemed to think we needed, and it came across the U.S. News uh, and World Report ranking where uh, we came out 49th in overall rankings. Uh, we were 50th in health care, 43rd in education, 49th in economy, uh, 48th in infrastructure, 44th in opportunity, 41st in fiscal stability, 33rd in crimes and corrections, but 22nd in natural environment. So we do have a lot of needs. We do, and there's a lot, but there's a lot good about the state too. And you mentioned the natural environment, and and I think you know we we want to celebrate those good things. But by the same by the same token, there are things that we can fix, and we have an opportunity with with these federal funds coming in to fix some of these things and make it better. Uh, for the people who live here. All right. Well, let's hear from Greg Joe. But first, let's go to Diane in Greene County. Diane, what do you think Mississippi needs? What's your wish for Mississippi in 2022? Hi, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. You too. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at the amendments to the Constitution of the United States of America. Amendment number one tells us Congress can make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or press or the right of a piece of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And our health department and our legislature has, has passed a law saying that we cannot have a religious right to uh, a, a religious right uh, for vaccine refusal. And I would wish that our government here in Mississippi would give us our First Amendment constitutional rights in health care, because now there is no religious rights for in, uh, vaccine refusal in our state. Thank you. Well, we're glad to hear what your wish is, Diane. Thanks for calling in. If I can say something, Diane, I appreciate your call. Um, there's a difference between belief and practice, and that's something that the U.S. Supreme Court has, has stated several times. I mean, it you know, goes to um, you look at uh, uh, Mormon uh, populations that believed in polygamy, for example. Um, that is part of their religious belief, and, uh, and yet uh, states can limit and and uh, their their ability to have multiple marriages uh, because that is a matter of belief there nobody is stopping them from believing that uh, as a but uh, but practice is different and the same with uh, you know with health uh, states do have the authority 
this is not Congress, by the way, we're talking about. It's really not the First Amendment that applies to the state of Mississippi in this regard. It's actually uh, through the 14th Amendment um, because it's the state that has this rule uh, that, uh, that, you know, for health reasons, states can, in fact, uh, mandate uh, vaccinations if, if there's a legitimate health reason, and there is. Uh, so, you know, whether someone believes, we, we can't stop someone from believing or regulate their belief in that, but, but practice is a different thing than belief. Let's go now to Joe in Tippa County. Joe, what is your wish for Mississippi in 2022? Well, I believe in a strong two-party system. And um, up here in Tippa County, we've elected couple of representatives through the Democratic Party and then the general election. They're Democrats, they're Democrats and Democrats. But as soon as they get down to the Republican-controlled legislature, they become Republicans. And I wish we had a rule that if a person is elected by the Democratic Party and they get elected, that they have to remain a Democrat as long as they're serving in the legislature. That is an interesting thought. Professor Gershon, do you have any comments on that one? Well, I know that happened here locally as well with, uh, with uh, a, an elected official who uh, switched to the Republican Party after he was elected as a Democrat. I just think it's, it, you know, it's one of the things that, um, again, uh, that's self-serving and not, uh, and not public serving, in my opinion. You know, part of the problem that we have in Mississippi is that we have a, a super majority in our legislature. So I've heard uh, the counter argument, well, the only way I'll be able to get anything done uh, and have any impact at all is if I, if I switch parties. But I, I you know, it's I, I mean, I do think uh, if I voted for somebody, you know, as a particular party and they switched as soon as they got into the legislature, I would not be happy about that. Maybe uh, having recall elections or something as they, as they do in other places might might help. Hmm. Let's, let's go to Brandon and find out what Greg's wish is for 2022 for Mississippi laws. Greg, we're glad that you've called in. We hope our legislators are listening so they can hear what the, uh, the great listeners to uh, MPBs in legal terms have to say. What is your wish, Greg? Thank you. I think my wish would be to fully fund K through 12 education and both technical programs in the state uh, because we need an educated workforce in the state. And maybe that would help uh, reduce some of the poverty driven crimes that are occurring now. Greg, that's been so unfunded for so long, I even forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't even dream. That wasn't even a dream I had because that's happened for so long. I appreciate you calling and just reminding me that that hasn't happened. Professor Gershon? Totally agree with Greg. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, unfortunately, we, we do as a society is we, we, we fund things on the back end after problems get really bad. So, uh, you know, but if we funded education fully, a lot, as Greg mentioned, a lot of the problems that we have would would be resolved. We wouldn't probably wouldn't have the, uh, the crime issues. Uh, you know, we wouldn't need as many prisons because people would be educated. They would be employable. Um, yeah, he mentioned the tech schools, very important part of that, uh, that full, full, full funding. So it's a, that, that was a, a great point. Thank you, Greg. We appreciate you calling in. Okay, I'm going to take my last wish, then we'll hear from William's last wish, and that'll be our show. Okay, I cannot waste, you mentioned on earlier, but I cannot waste my wish as a resident of Jackson and not mention infrastructure. I 
I love Jackson. I'll fight anybody about the the worth and the value of the city of Jackson. But I've been using bottled and filtered water for so many years. Um, I think the COVID homeschool issues have shown that the Internet needs to be a utility offered to everyone. And I, I personally don't. You know, haven't had a bridge close uh, closing that caused extra travel to my home, but I know that other people in Mississippi have. So this infrastructure, I hope that these issues can be addressed. Uh, you know, sometimes they say, well, you, you can't solve anything by throwing all the money in the world at it, but I'd kind of like to see them try to throw all the money in the world at it. But also, you know, give thoughtful and careful study to using resources wisely to get our infrastructure in a better place. Professor Gershon? Great points. I have not, the only, you know, when you talk about throwing money at things, I mean, infrastructure is the place to put money because you actually can fix roads with money and you can fix bridges and you can create an internet system that works for everyone. Uh, So I think those were great points, Liz. Okay, let's go to William in Meridian. William, you get the last wish on our um, dandelion that we're about to blow. What is your wish for Mississippi in 2022? Uh, Thanks for taking my call. My wish would be, and this would really be nationwide, but that includes Mississippi, uh, that politicians of both parties come to understand that... uh, Compromise is a necessary component to have a peaceful society. You can't block out everything the other people want just because you have all the power. And that's the That's awesome, William. We we uh, appreciate that wish. I'm glad you got your wish in. Professor Gershon, do you have a comment? William, that's a great way to end the show. I mean, that was that. that you're absolutely right. Uh, and uh, again, that comes back to public service as opposed to self-service. This may sound like our last show of the year, but it's not. It's not. We've got another great live show next week. I am so excited about this. We're going to have the the director of the North Mississippi Legal Education Training Center. I cannot wait for this. I really want to hear how they are teaching groups um, about the law. I, I really want to hear about that. That's going to wrap us up for today's In Legal Terms. Thank you so much, Java Chapman, and thank you, Jay White, for getting our show engineered and going, and for Professor Richard Gershon, who hosts from the University of Mississippi School of Law, which suspiciously looks like his dining room. I am Liz Gill, but we hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 